22 to 14, Parramatta over the Melbourne Storm last night at Combank Stadium. In the AFL, the Brisbane Lions beat Richmond by two points in a thriller in the AFL elimination final there at the Gabba. 35,000 people at that. And this morning in the Premier League, it was 1-0 Manchester United beat Leicester City at the King Power Stadium. Now, we've got Bonnie Hancock coming up shortly. She's just circumnavigated Australia on a surf ski. Just try and get that in your head for the moment. But, uh, no, thank you. you know? It's just 12,700 Ks. In fact, we've got Josh and uh, Loza joining us again too from uh, Jindabyne. Imagine what she would have the seen. Banjo Patterson in. I can't wait to ask her. Oh, my God. Yeah. 12,000. Imagine doing that, Josh. Just a lazy, just get on the surf ski. Go around the country. Honestly, I don't, where do you start? Like, I, no, I used don't. to be a little, well, I used to be a bodyboarder and to get out the, get out the back of the surf, I was, I couldn't get out there. And the little arms wouldn't get yeah. me out there. How's she going around the whole of Australia? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Mental, mental toughness, that, isn't it? Well, ended up at one point, ended up in hospital, uh, suffering from severe dehydration, over in Esperance, I believe, over in WA. Uh, raised $65,000 for Gotcha for Life, of course, uh, JR, the charity that she was associated with for her English Channel Swim as well. Um, it, yeah, we're talking crocodiles, sharks, the yeah, whole box no and thing, dice no at, thank you. at various spots. And uh, she's broken a record, so, so it's expected to go into the Guinness Book of Records because 254 days, that's the fastest person to circumnavigate Australia by a ski paddle. And she's joining us on the line now. Bonnie Hancock, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thanks. Actually, I'm great being on the couch and back home. <laughs> I I'm bet. Wonderful. <laughs> I oh, bet. I, what was the creature comfort? I suppose a shower's first and foremost. But when you got home and you had that first big feed, oh. first drink, what was the go-to, Bonnie? Oh, that's a great question. I was going to say the shower was a great one too because I did for most of the part have a bucket bath, which is literally just a bucket filled with warm water, not even hot over your head. And that was, you know, in 12 degrees down in Victoria. But for me, sitting across the road at my favourite cafe, eating my poached eggs and reading the paper is something I was just looking forward to. So that felt so wonderful. Uh, Bonnie, your whole trip, I was petrified for you about how many sharks you were going to see and how close you were going to get to sharks. But it sounds like your worst experience was actually with a croc, not a shark. Tell us about that. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, with the sharks, it was an interesting one. Uh, the crew mainly saw those because the scary thing about those creatures is they only show themselves when they want to. And it was under the water. My crew was in the boat kind of a bit elevated and they were seeing a lot of sharks around me. And there was a really big one in Perth, a great white that came right up next to me, the full fin and went under my ski. And I didn't see it at the time. And they told me later, but perhaps the scariest one was in the Kimberley at the top of the country. Country. I was paddling at night time. Our boat was going round in a circle. We were stuck in an eddy or a current, so like a whirlpool. And uh, my coach shone a flashlight off to the side, and there was a crocodile waiting for me outside no the current, ten metres away. Way, no <laughs> way, am I still in the water at that stage? Get me inside that boat. What did you do? I know it's um. The best thing you can do is really keep your 
speed up because um, if you stop, you know, obviously that's probably when they're going to have a crack. So we were able to break the current and get going straight again. And I can tell you, I've never paddled as fast in my whole life. And so they pretty much start from Broome all the way, really Cairns, really Townsville. So um, a lot of the country, it was it was so scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bonnie, in every sport, you need to be mentally strong. And I can only imagine what you went through mentally on this trip. Was there ever a stage where you went, this is just too hard, you thought about quitting, you thought about giving up, or were you just so committed that you were going to do it regardless? Yeah, it was a really interesting one. Um, With my background in Ironwoman racing, you know exactly what to expect. You visualise the race, and they're short course races at 15 minutes. Um, This was paddling 12, 14 hours a day. There were a couple of times I went for a full 24-hour stint to get to safety with the winds coming. And, um, yeah, it tested me mentally in every way. I think my mental fortitude grew stronger and stronger. Uh, but what I kept going with, and I was just, um, you know, experimenting with all of these tricks on my mind, I would tell myself, just get through one more day and you don't even have to look past that. And what was happening then, I would get to a week and a month and I thought I can't let myself down from yesterday or the past month. So just do one more month and then see how you go. So I was never looking too far ahead and I had a whole bunch of people invested and I thought it's a bit embarrassing to pull out too soon, go another month and that's (laughs) sort of what got me through in the end. Bonnie, before I actually uh, ask my question, I just want to say what an unbelievable effort that is and, and to raise that much money for charity. You, you honestly should be so proud of yourself. It's, um, it, it is massive what, what you've done. Um, but there must have been so many people who helped you along the way. Um, you must have had a good team around you. Uh, do you think you could have done it with, without your team? Absolutely not. It's it's such a good point. And, um, you know, raising money for Gotcha for Life. They're a mental fitness charity headed up by Gus Walland here in Australia. And, um, you know, the work they do in their mission is for zero suicides. And uh, that got me through. Um, but a big part of what they do is having a, a village around you to support you, you know, when you're going through tough times. And for me, I was lucky enough to have four um, men who came around in my support group, my husband being one of them. Um, and our, our friends, so they were incredible, two on land crew, two on boat, and there were times I'd look at them and say, I just don't want to do this today, and they would know what to say, and they'd lift me, and I think that directly corresponds with life and having those good people around you. When you, If I doubted myself, there was always someone there to get my mental, and you know, get my spirits back up, and in the end, I could tell them anything. And I mean, there were times where they were... Uh, spoon feeding me when I couldn't eat across the bite and um, you know they got to know me very well so it was wonderful to have such a good team. Tell me what it's like when you're out there and you're suffering from seasickness and you've got no energy but you've got to keep going and you keep pushing yourself and then when you finish I I mean weight wise how much weight do you lose? Um, yep. You know, how long did it take the body to recover? All that type of stuff. Can you sort of yeah. give us a, a bit of a, a clue on, 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 on that? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, I'm a dietitian and I, I sort of have witnessed some ultra-endurance things before and I thought there's no way I can keep up with the caloric intake required, which can be anything from 10,000 calories onwards. Um, 
So what I actually did leading into this, I put 15 kilos on and I can say that was so enjoyable doing that. I was eating croissants. I was out <laughs> And I thought if I put this 15 on, I know that I'm going to uh, need that. And sure enough, across the Great Australian Bite, I lost eight kilos in two weeks. That was, uh, I got hospitalized after. I couldn't keep any food down. It was awful. Um, and I was still having to paddle 100k a day. So in the end, I lost that 15 kilos, which has got me back to essentially my race weight. And I think I would have been in a lot of trouble if I didn't put that on. Um, when you're not eating, you know, your carbohydrates, when your body does start burning the body fat as the primary source of fuel. So I could feel literally the weight dropping off me and my clothes falling down around, um, you know, falling off my waist. So I was very, very glad to put that 15 on because I lost it um, over that time. Bonnie, I'm sure it's great to be home, but I can't imagine you were going to sit still for long. What's next? Um, so, yeah, you're pretty right about that. It's not friends who know me. Oh, my gosh, my poor husband. Um, he's actually literally got a couple of extra grey hairs. watching what do next. But I'm really excited. This, um, You know, Paddle's going to continue in a different way. We're making a documentary. I'm going to write a book. And, um, yeah, I'm so excited to to go back through the footage and revisit uh, some amazing moments and part of those being exploring the, the Australian coastline, which is just next to none, oh, I think. And, um, yeah, making Docker will probably take the better half of the next year. So I'll, uh, I'll be definitely busy. And we had your uncle ringing us. Is it Peter, uh, Bonnie? I did hear Uncle Pete did call. <laughs> yes, he's very proud. He's very proud, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's lovely. I'm looking forward to getting back and, and seeing them again in, in Coffs Harbour. Well, once again, just a huge congratulations. Uh, all power to you. And, and uh, again, $65,000 raised for Gotcha for Life. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers. Wow. Bonnie Hancock. And on the text line, and we're going to get this bloke on the show as well, um, on the text line, hey, lads, not trying to one-up, but there's a fella by the name of Ned Brockman, yes, who yesterday started a trip to run from Perth to Sydney in 40 days, 100 k's a day for 40 days, That's trying to raise crazy. money for homelessness. Um, Sam the Nomad sends that in. The Junie Cheezel said the same thing. Speaking of physical feats, there's currently a bloke running from Cottesloe to Bondi, 100 k's a day. Ned's record run, raising money for homelessness, trying to raise a million. So we will get Ned on, provided he's physically able to maybe, hold a phone maybe up. Maybe give him a week off after his run, once he gets here, before he comes <laughs> on the show. But I, I love these extreme oh, things. Well, imagine How that, do- imagine that uh, docker. It would be, unbe- yeah, be unbelievable. Must see. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can't wait to to see that and, and, mm. and read her book. I, I, I think that some of those stories, again, again well... You can't even imagine. You you could not put yourself in that situation where you've got a great white underneath your, your yeah, ski nah. or a croc. Like, you know, pitch black at night and all you see are the eyes of a croc. How mentally strong? No way in the world are you staying on the What about water? just the mental toughness, like, Clarky? Like, yeah, man. Especially when she's like, oh, I've been, we've caught in a current and haven't gone anywhere for an hour. And there's a croc staring at me. And you think, I've got, well, 7,000 k's to go and there's a crocodile over there. What am I doing? I love it when she just said, she goes, you know what? All I need to do is tell myself, just get through today. But I'll be going, get through today and I've got a month to go. <laughs> 29 days to go. Like, it, don't worry about just the mental strength. As Joshy said, mate, jump in the ocean with a surfboard or a ski or a 
bodyboard and just try and get to the other side of the waves. That's hard enough. Imagine the physical strain. You, you'd just be cooked. After day one, you'd be cooked. <laughs> I've got this image of Josh and my bodyboard. <laughs> Flippers on Josh as well, always. <laughs> oh, that, you know, my, my email used to be Reynolds underscore surfer. I was, uh, I was, I was Why'd you cancel that for? <laughs> well, because I never surfed. <laughs> but you know, what the, you know the difference, too, boys, I find? We, we, we've all played team sports, right? And you, you look left, you look right, you've got teammates yeah, there. but You had absolutely no one. Yeah, true. And I, that's where I honestly sit here and think that that, that is – so mentally strong, honestly, because I went up the park the other day by myself and I nearly went, went straight back home because, like, it's hard to keep going sometimes. Mm. And she's in the ocean, like you said, with all these crocodiles, sharks, and it's just an amazing effort. Now, so last night, 22-14, Parramatta over the Melbourne Storm means that in week one of the finals, it will definitely be Penrith up against Parramatta and Tab already has a market open. And, uh, well, Penrith, eight-and-a-half-point favourites at the line for, for it. And they're a dollar thirty-five head-to-head. Parramatta three dollars twenty-five. But uh, Clarky, all week you've been sceptical about Penrith resting the players this week. Mm. Uh, early days, I know, heading into that game. But a Parramatta a touch of overs, considering as well they've beaten the Panthers, of course, this year twice, haven't they? Yeah, they've beaten the Panthers yep. this year. So I'm just nervous. That's all. I just think Penrith's been the standout team the entire year. Minor premiers. Oh. And I understand their reasons for, for resting a number of players, but I'm just, I don't know. And maybe it's, it, it is very hard for me to comment because cricket is very different to rugby league in, in a number of ways, but I would have preferred to have missed some training sessions but still played in the game. Um, and my concern is when they come up against Para, if they start slow, oof, they're asking for trouble. So the boys, the 11 boys that are rested, you want to make sure that come kickoff, they are 100% ready to rock. It's going to be a humdinger, Josh. Yeah, it is, mate. And I, I, I totally agree with Clarkie. I, it's just, especially the way Para played last night, yeah. their two front rowers are going to be going straight through the middle. And I know Penrith are a very, very, very classy team and they've actually won some good games without their halves but at the same time I you know for me personally I, I, I love momentum I'd love to play a good game before I go into this game and it's just it's one of those ones where Ivan's backing his players to do the right thing and you know make sure their body's really rested rest your mind get probably get away from footy but then gee it's going to be a showdown that game I, I don't know I do not understand how para are 325 I got no idea. That's that is a that's juicy loss. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're playing some some good football, but I think they're factored in. Nathan Cleary's return, playing at home. I I I think it could disrupt Penrith, but I'm more concerned if Penrith win week one, in week three, because they've rested players, play one game. Cleary, Luai, I know they've played in juniors together. That's fine, but they only have one game together, and then in a prelim. It, it, I don't know. I said earlier in the year, I've always found those prelims are really tough games to win. And I, I, I'd be more concerned about their rhythm burn off then. I, I think they'll bounce, have that spring in their step. I think they'll start well against Parramatta. Mm. Um, you know, that's only, I'm only going on my own experience too, by the way. And I know things have changed over time. But I, I'd be just more concerned 
week off, win, another week off, mm-hmm. and a, some of those players haven't played a lot of footy. Your, your halves haven't played a lot of footy. So that'd be my concern with their rhythm. In particular, if you played against a side who are up in your face, can rattle your cage a little bit, play a brand of football that, that, that can expose them through the edge. And mm. you know, we're talking off here about Penrith and how they work so well systematic in their systems, but their system can be broken down. We've got Shane on the line. Morning, Shane. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, Shane, uh, Loz, you got your wish, mate. Uh, your mate's on 360. They uh, got their pound of meat with uh, Nelson on the report. He'll probably miss the game next week against the Broncos. <laughs> he can't miss uh, a game over there. What's he doing not. being put on report, by the way? That's terrible. It's the softest hit of the year. I mean, anybody would think this bloke was Les Boyd, the way they carry on. <laughs> <laughs> the Karen's on 360. It just never lets up. You know, they're determined for a Sydney club to win it this year, and they'll do anything they can to get them over the line. And look, what... I would be worried. I would be yeah. worried with your Raiders going to Leichhardt. According to Darcy Byrne, that drop kick of a mare, he reckons it's the last ever game at Leichhardt, so you might be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> How's the Dolphin domination going, Jono, by the way? Have they recruited anyone lately? We're on fire, baby. Bring on the Dolphins on those shirts. Well, you've missed out on Scott Drinkwater, I see. He's re-signed with the Cowboys till 2027. So that's another one missed. Hey, Mido, it's a money ball situation. Watch Uncle Wayne work his magic up there, baby. And when the Dolphins come to town, let's give it to those Sydney stinking whinging clubs. <laughs> Can't wait to see what the text line does now. Good on you, Shane. Thanks for the call as always, mate. Ah, fellas, I have Dean Lester's mail. You beauty. He's roughy. He's roughy at Mooney Valley tomorrow. Race three, number eight. Race three, number eight. Dean Lester's roughy. $8.50 to win. Two sixty the place. Amenable is the horse. Race three at the Valley, number eight. Amenable. Look at, look at the boys go on Paddy the phone. Paddy Maloney in the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> look at you two go on the phone. Put it down. <laughs> Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr., the trainers. Soft gate. Barrier two. And uh, that's it. So I've got, I've, I've found a way to get Dino's roughies back on the show. Good to see our friends at RSN down south. Now, in, most importantly, the Sticky Wings BSB Multi, which we've... Pass straight onto the chest at full speed. Love it. To Jay Reynolds and L Daly. What have you got for us, fellas? Well, we have Eduardo to finish top two, Mido. All right. So, Eduardo, um, what race is Eduardo in? Race five. five. Race five. So, we've got Eduardo top two. Then, Joshy is going Profondo. And Profondo is in race, race seven. Race seven. Top four. So that's top four. Top four, yep. And then I am going Moanga. I know he was disappointing last weekend, but I think he can run top four in the Chelmsford Stakes, and I think that's race eight. So Moanga uh, to run top four, and if you want to be a part of the Sticky Wings BSB multi, that's paying $5. Five bucks, tab app, tab website, click on sport and today's offers. Now this Father's Day, drum and golf is giving you the chance to win the ultimate golfing experience for your dad and a friend to the 2022 Australian Open at the Victoria Golf Club. It's valued at $8,500.
to win, simply purchase a Drummond Golf gift card valued at $50 or more from any Drummond Golf store, either in-store or online, between August 4 and September 4, and you'll go into the draw to win. Visit drummondgolf.com.au for full terms and conditions. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest. ACT permit number 22-01230. SA license number T22-983. We've got Wallabies prop Alan Alatoa coming up shortly ahead of their match against the Springboks tomorrow night. What about Jay Reynolds uh, is with Loz there at, in, um, where are they? Jindabyne, the snow capital of the universe. Apparently it's the French Alps there at Jindabyne. Uh, <laughs> Snowing. <laughs> got their ski gear on, don't they? The banjo I'm, here, I'm, I'm skiing out the door. Josh, has got his goggles on at the moment. Take your ski oh, goggles and beanie oh, off, buddy. It's, it's freezing. <laughs> the Banjo <laughs> Patterson Inn. Yeah. The Banjo Patterson Inn. Um, where they are. Anyway, so yeah. there they are. And Josh has sent me a video. There's Loz just <laughs> What's he on watching? the screen there. He's watching himself. Check, checking himself <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. See, and, and he's obviously pretty happy with it because yeah, at the end of the video, he just get... sort of leans back and you yeah. see, yeah, yeah. Is that there. last night's vision, Loza, up on the that TV? That was last night. So I was just checking myself out. I was seeing what the background look? looked like. Mate, I was very impressed with myself <laughs> last night. How's your tan? Um, you normally check your tan go, yeah, I feel quite olive today. I feel good. Yeah, I feel well, I'll well, tell you what, Pops, the, the last two days have been better weather than we thought You've we were going You've been sunny. Get, because it's been about 18 degrees. I thought you were in the French so, Alps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we, no, when, when we got up here, when it was snowing, I, I said up. to Josh, geez, we need to rug up. <laughs> and when we woke up this morning, the snow was on the ground, and I, I, I was disappointed I didn't bring the snow boots. Uh, but anyway, we got into the Banjo <laughs> Patterson Inn last night, and there was a good field of the place. It was packed. Uh, everyone was enjoying themselves. Obviously, they'd been skiing. Because mm. it snows here, um, and it was it was good. So anyhow, it was a replay up on the screen, and my little double agent mate here is obviously <laughs> taking a video. He doesn't know what I'm like. Double agent, the double agent. Oh mate, no, I don't want to see. You're working with me. No, or you're working with them. You know what it is. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is? You just you're not happy. You're never satisfied with just. You always want to get better. So you're looking exactly for right. you know some things that you might have done wrong or cues. Yeah, exactly, yeah. mate. Yeah. One thing I I didn't really enjoy last night. I had a bit of hair sticking up. Yeah, that's all right. You're allowed... yeah, well, like, yeah, but my hair's a bit long. I, I need a haircut. So when my hair gets long, I, I can't bit a bit. Of, I can't put a bit of product in it, and I can't shape it the way I want it shaped. Mm. You don't yeah. always have to be it's neat, though. You. You're allowed to go a little messy every now and then, you know. Oh, no, I, I like the messy look. I, yeah. I, I do, but it, I just time you know, for the a trim. My eye, I sort of had a look, and I thought, no, I, I need it to be a little bit shorter. Well, That's finals yeah, are around I the corner. Then. You like to look mm. look sharp for finals, so well, time for a, a trip. Big, well, I've got a couple of big events coming yep. up, haven't we? We've got the grand final lunch, lunch on yep. the Wednesday. Yep. Then we've got the Kosciuszko and the Everest Ooh. on, what is it, the 15th of October. So I've worked it out, boys. If I get a haircut next week, it's about five to six weeks. <laughs> So that's that's when I'm in my prime. That's where the hair's looking good. Yeah, you need to give yourself a week because you normally go yeah, generally week, a fraction too short, a week for it to come good, me? then you're good. Well, who are you telling me thought you had a week? Terry, Terry TK. TK used to tell everybody I had a week. Everyone thinks he dies it, Joshy, because he's, no yeah, he's got no greys. He's got no greys. Nah, yeah, no, nah, it is very dark. Mm. Now, but be honest with the boys. Do you die or no? No. Have a look, <laughs> How, Joshy. Stand yeah. up, stand up, and look on top. You'll be able to see the you'll be able to see the plugs. There Have a go. look right in the middle where oh, they plug go. it. Have that rug. 
<laughs> yeah. No. No, there's oh. no plug there. You got a good you got a good, Mate, good, I've head got hair, good actually, hair. Unlike unlike myself. Just How's your hair. Very right, just normal, mate. Well, <laughs> just a couple of messages here, a couple of shout-outs. Good morning, boys. Can you please wish my old boy Josh the Bricky a happy birthday for today, please? He texts in a lot. He's a happy man after his eels last night. He loves you, boys. I'm texting off his phone. Thanks, Noah Spateri. I'm hoping to give him the best birthday and father Father's Day gift by winning the grand final on Sunday, Picton v Eagle Vale. Uh, good stuff. And we also had a text here before about the area you guys are in this morning. Morning, fellas. A big welcome to the crew in God's country, Jindabyne, home of the mighty Jindabyne Bush Pigs. A special shout-out to the Jindabyne Junior teams playing in their respective rugby grand finals in Canberra this weekend. Jindabyne, DJ Massive Jindabyne Bush sending Pigs. that through. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, name, that's the name. The Bush I like Pigs. it. Yeah. Bush I like Pigs. it. That, that, that must be the rugby union side, is it? It is. the Snowy River Bears are the... Yeah. Rugby league side. Yeah, so they're the rugby teams right. apparently playing the grand finals in mm. Canberra. And, and Mido, what's the number one mistake you can make when you go to a country town and say there's a famous person and you say, oh, that's right, they're from here. Oh, yeah, but they're not. They're from but the they're town, not. They're from the town yes. up the road, the big, which is the big local so, rival. Yeah. So I was talking about Brett White yesterday. Yeah. And I said, well, yes, I know Brett because, you know, Brett's an assistant coach of the Raiders. And I said, yeah, he's from Cooma. What, he's from Cooma? And then I got slapped down. He's from Jindabyne. And the reason he played for Cooma was there was no footy side here at Jindabyne at the time. Okay. So I got that one wrong, you know, and the locals pounced. Yeah, they they wouldn't have missed you. No, they didn't miss me. All right. He should have played for the Bush Pigs. He should have played for the Bush Mm. Pigs. Morning, Alan. Morning. Appreciate your time on Match Eve. And, and how long did it take you, I guess, to get grounded after such a great performance last week at Adelaide Oval? Because it's been one of the criticisms of the Wallabies is the inability to back it up against these top sides. Yeah, mate, it was an awesome test. Um, but I think the like we set the tone pretty much straight away on the field after the game. Um, you know, what, what, what as leaders, you know, we spoke throughout the week is that we knew that we will get a reaction last week from the way that we played in our last test against Argentina. But as you mentioned, mate, we haven't been able to back that up, like back up a good performance so so far this year. So that's been our focus throughout this whole week is just trying to find more edge, you know, and how do we become more desperate. So the boys are prepared really well, mate, and, and, and we're in good shape for tomorrow. Alan, a lot of changes for the Springboks. Nine changes I think they've made. Do you expect them to play a different brand of footy? But to be honest, I, I, we're... I think they're going to play the same brand of footy, okay. um, but just with more players that are fresh and 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 keen to put their hand up. Um, you know, so some of them have got a handful of tests un, under their belt, and to be fair, like some of them are actually informed players at the moment. But mm. they just have that luxury of um, you know topping and changing every week because they have such great depth. You know, so um, you know we we know that they're losing experienced players through through injury or, or form, but then they're replacing them with young lives, mate, who, who, who are actually informed players at the moment for their country. So, mate, it's going to be a tough test, as, as, as always. Alan, whenever you come up against the Springboks, mate, uh, their forwards are always, you know, fairly dominant. Uh, as a forward pack yourselves, mate, what's your, what's your mindset going into this game? My pretty much... Um, similar to last week, but they're not also understanding, you know, how, how, how can we be better? Um, as you mentioned, mate, they pride themselves on their set piece, of their scrum, their more, um, you know, and they just want to roll the sleeves up, mate, and, and 
and do the dirty work there. Pretty, pretty much try and out out muscle you as a pack. So, you know, that's a challenge that as forwards from here in Australia that you know we take to heart and um, you know probably something that we drive throughout our whole language throughout the whole week. Um, but then also understanding like off off the back of a test match, physically you're not doing much. Um, training throughout the week so it's all in between the years you know just making sure that um, you know as, as, as individuals that we just step up and making sure that we're in the best shape possible to deliver our best game phys- physically I was happy for young Noah Lolasia last weekend Alan I think that you know for a young guy the only way you can improve is to play and I know that you know the Wallabies have brought back experience number 10s in O'Connor and Quade Cooper, but I actually thought Noah looked a bit more comfortable, confident, and that will be good for him going into his second Test match against the Springboks this weekend. Yeah, man, and and like as as a player beside him, like that was awesome to see as well. Um, obviously, I know that he's caught a bit of criticism, um, you know, in the past. So for him to come out and deliver that performance was awesome to see, and also awesome to be a part of. Um, uh, yeah, as I said, my him alongside others in, in our team and as a team as a whole, we just want to make sure that we do what we can to back that up, you know. Marika Corumbetti, uh, that tackle last week, Alan, just describe the lift it gave you because after that great start, uh, you're under the pump there for quite a period, so it seemed to come at such a an opportune time. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it was awesome. And as you said, mate, it was a huge lift. Like, we're, as forwards, we're on the other side of the field, putting our head in the space, you know, trying to stop them more. Um, and then I think that was the one where they decided to go out the back. And you guys just, we, we as forwards, we just kind of stand up, slowly jog on. Um, and then we're just watching him. He was behind the more and, and, and just busted his ass to get to the other side of the field. And that's a huge lift, you know, huge lift for the back line, but as forwards as, as well. You know, that, that was a period in time where we were just defending mall after mall after mall, scrum after scrum. Um, and for one of your backs to step up and come up with that result, mate, was huge. You know, so that that took a long way for us getting the ball back and then putting it back down in the corner and finishing off in the first half. So that was awesome. Now, Alan, have you spoken to Michael Hooper at all recently and how's he going? And, and what about uh, the job that James Slipper's doing in his absence as well? Yeah, we said text... Um, Earlier this week, or and, and 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 even after the game, he just wanted to say congratulations and um, you know like ask how the boys are going and um, yeah, he's in good stead. Right? He's enjoying a bit of family time, a bit of downtime, which is really awesome for him. Um, and on, on, on the other hand, like Sif is awesome. Like, he's got the respect of all, all, all the boys and 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 all the staff, but he's also got that experience, been around for a hundred plus test caps. You know, so um, and I think the best thing about it is that he's probably playing some of his best footy at the moment as well. So he's like a fine wine, big uh, Jim Slippy. But um, hmm. mate, he's um, yeah, he's keen as mate. He's he's actually set the tone for this week, and the boys are ready to roll in. I tell you what, Alan, you must feel like you're at the Brumbies sometimes when you got Dan McKellar there and Laurie Fisher is now part of the setup. What what impact has Dan had in particular? Because I've got a rap on him. Just for what he's done with the Brumbies and the impact he's made in a relatively short space of time with the Wallabies. Yeah, I think the impact he's had here is um, is all pretty much based around our forwards. Um, you know, he's been really good around our more. He that's that's his uh, um, you know baby. He's the uh, line out and more. Um, so that's I think we've made some huge shifts there and improvements around that area as well. So 
like he's, he's been huge for us. And as you mentioned, there's uh, quite a few Brumbies boys um, here in the squad and, and, and a bit of a staff as well. So in terms of delivering messages, it's, it's easy for him to deliver his message knowing that most, like a majority of the boys will understand what he's talking about. So he's, he's, he's been a huge impact for us. Alan, you seem uh, as a team to be very tight and you know, some playing some really good rugby. Is there, a, is there a belief in the team that you can take out the rugby championship, mate? Are you confident? Yeah, there is. Mate, but that all comes from, I mean, for myself, just from process. Um, it comes from how the boys turn up after a win, just what we were talking about before. You know, it's not trying to worry about the bigger picture. I think that belief comes when you put in consecutive performances, you know, and you get the wins on the board. So um, we're... we're uh, in a good spot at the moment, but as a team, our, our our goal this week is to back up, if not be better than what we were last week. And we know that if we do that, then we're in good stead to to then win the rugby championship. So that's our main focus throughout this week. Well, Alan, it's going to be a great occasion in that brand new sold out Allianz Stadium in Sydney tomorrow night. Good luck! Can't wait to see it. Thanks, boys. Well, there was nearly a hostile takeover here in the uh, studio. Ooh, lost my job. Um, you know. Well, yeah, Hudson. Oliver, mm-hmm. the great JR's son, just came in, put the cans on. He he's goes, good. welcome back. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah. He'll fit in perfectly in here. Great co-host. He can take my seat for sure. Uh, now on the text line, hey, lads, can you give Finney from the Bay a big shout-out? He's taking his wide line sales and support team to the Wyong Cup. Cheers, lads, the Tookley Bulldog. Hey, Clarky, can you shout-out happy birthday to Paulie Rogers? He's a big fan. Thanks, Liquid Lenny. Happy birthday, uh, Just leave your hair at the salon, they can work on it and stick it back on later, says Jack. Oh, that's what we were talking about before with uh, the great Loz's hair. Mm, is it a rug or not? Mm. <laughs> no, it's not a rug. Is it a dyed rug? Is the main no, question. not a dyed, no. I think you boys have um, looked at my hair enough. Mm. I gave Josh Some of uh, a quick look earlier and he, mm. he felt it. <laughs> he, he was encouraged by, yeah. by the... Uh, Couldn't pull yeah, the top off? Well, he was encouraged by the thickness yeah. of my hair. He has got a good head of hair, boys. Mm, yeah, I don't know why is. everyone at the pub was looking at us weirdly when I was touching your hair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dave Stanley, morning to you, mate. Um, I was going to say, you weren't looking at my thickness on my hair, mate. <laughs> uh, like, you know, a few spots here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do yourself Still a favour, DS. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Get the rug. Get in there. Get the rug. Get the rug. Yeah, boys, exclusive for oh. you this morning. Oh, Dave go. was very, very quiet last night. Why yeah, he was sick from sick four dozen you? oysters the night before. <laughs> mm. Well, no, no, no. I've, well, I've got some breaking news as well. I've just found out. Could be marriage troubles. Could be marriage troubles. Oh, no. I heard him on the phone last night oh, no. out the front for half an hour. Mate, I was on the phone. Keep it quiet. Sa- DS. Keep it tight. Say sorry, Keep mate. Say actually, sorry, otherwise you'd be living with mother. me. It was actually my mother, mate. It was actually my mother. You'll be living with me before you know it. You've got a couple Say no more. Moving back in with mum. We don't want to know, mate. I'm going to turn up. What's wrong with that? I'm moving with mum. How solid is he? How solid? I was, yeah. out, I was actually out the front talking to the old girl. Right. Yeah. And you've walked past. In fact, yeah. you didn't even... You did walk past. I did walk past. 
And you were quiet. Thought you were born with the wife. Mm. Well, I, I stayed out of the conversation. I didn't want to be a part. You're not a well, fighter, are you, DS? Surely <laughs> no, you don't I'm fight with a wife. Beckham, what's doing here? Can we just talk about the Cosiosco? <laughs> Any chance? Oh, hang on, hang on. Chance? You're getting defensive. <laughs> oh, mate. Have I touched a raw nerve? Here? No, you excited. haven't. No, it's Friday. Jeez. <laughs> Man can't even have a conversation oh, out the front. Mm, I heard the conversation. And, then, and this is the other thing too. Just because I didn't have a few beers, I'm a bit, con- I'm, a, I'm a bit concerned. It's like that ad. Remember that that ad they did for responsible consumption of alcohol, and the mm. bloke goes, "I'm just have a quiet one," and the whole pub stops. Yeah. I was just having a few quiet beers, enjoying myself. I did blow myself up the night before. You did see me, you know, <laughs> fair dinkum. And you know what else we did last night? What do we do with the oysters? <laughs> Yeah, did get the Kilpatricks. Well, you got the Kilpatricks again. Get the, got the Kilpatricks. We, did, so we'll we didn't get as many, though, did we? No, well, again, felt under pressure. And actually, I don't think we couldn't have got as many because I think Cam, the actual... Yeah, <laughs> we only could get three dozen. <laughs> he said, mate, that's all we've got. So don't please order any more. So, but how good's it to be? This is my first time in Jindabyne. Meadow, not one steric of snow. <laughs> have you seen any yet? At all? No, I've only seen a little bit up on the top of the mountain. But the locals were quite keen to tell me last night that there was... Uh, a good 30 centimetres here only a couple of weeks ago. Mm. But only happens once or twice a year. There you go. That's what I was getting at. And no, you, know, you weren't. You yeah, said it well, doesn't snow doesn't in Dubai. No. It well, what's 30 centimetres of snow? Well, that's a one-off. There's, there's it's not a one-off. One, one once off. or twice and a year, Max. I've got to give... You know how lost yesterday, Pup? And Mido mm-hmm. was saying he's a you know, man of the man of the people in these parts mm. and everything. Anyway, we're doing a bit of an intro at the pub, but I said, Loz, you know, great to be back in Jindabyne. You know, you love being here. He goes, I haven't been here for 30 years. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I was expecting you to be here all the time. But, what, and you know, lie to people? No, I don't just, lie. I just yeah. thought you might just be, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd say, yeah, no, I come down all the time and love getting to the, the ski resorts. and <sighs> Well, winter day. Winter. It's always difficult when you come to places that snow. <laughs> very, very. And true. football season, you're always busy, see? What have you learnt, Josh, just in your time as a broadcaster from Loz, by the way? I just want to know, any, um, have you picked up anything this morning? He tells a couple of porkies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keeps it rolling. Just Are you impressed with the way he's backed up from last uh, night, considering he was here last night during the Manny Johns and he's got this morning? It is. It's a great effort. Yeah, as I said before, I'd, I'd, I had a great sleep and... Come yeah, we, in were Loz... we were all asleep. Yeah. We were up doing the Matty Johns. Loz... How you going, boys? Full of How energy, good? though. Um, punters, what was your multi this morning, quickly? Uh, Mawanga, top four. Right. Profondo, top, top four. four. Yep. And um, Eduardo, top two. Okay, so to- uh, that's not bad. And what price was that? Five. Five bucks. And is that still open, or have you got a couple of minutes, do you reckon? Uh, uh, I'd say open? we'd have a couple of minutes, wouldn't right. we, Mido? Close the computer. Sure. No yeah. idea. All right. Well, chime in. I'd have a look right now. Look right now on the tab uh, website. We're going to have the punters panel multi. Today's punters panel looking at this Chelmsford meeting. Luke Marlow, Richard Callender, Chris Roots, and also Glenn Munsey. That'll be from about 9.30. It is Wyong Cup Day, so we'll check Ooh, in with yep. the CEO up there at Wyong. And Shane O'Cash will have some tips for us. Go and enjoy, go and enjoy your Friday, Mido. Pup. Have a good weekend, all. What's you, planned? Just quickly, what's planned? Uh... Mm, can't Anything? say on radio. Bye. No, I'm going home to Orange for Father's Day, and I just want to oh, say, a what a good son yeah, you are! What a good son! Oh, what a good son you suck old. Hey. <laughs> no, I want to say yeah, a massive a, thank you. Who's an orange, man? Who's an orange? Oh, Someone's man. an orange. There'd be something. There'd be, there'd be something doing. Oh.
something doing. I'd like to say big thanks to the great Josh Reynolds for joining us the last two days in person. Yeah, well, well said. Thanks for having yeah, me, boys. Happy you, Father's mate. Day as well to all the we'll old see. boys out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah happy we'll Father's see. Day to all of you. We'll we'll you're going to say me then, Clark. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll chat to you later about that. <laughs> <laughs>